0: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law from baseball's top personalities, The great Chris Russo joins us once again to the game's top player joining us is the all-star
1: Matt Chapman. with us. You never know what stories you're going to hear. If you make your way down here, I, I might be able to make some time and go out there and see the great Chris Townsend. This is A's Unfiltered with Chris Townsend.
0: Time now for another edition of A's Unfiltered with Chris Townsend. Today, we're going to have Matt Chapman, Lou Cervino, and Tony Kemp. But here is the two-time Gold Glove winner, the two-time Platinum Glove winner, and the All-Star, Matt Chapman. He's the Gold Glove winner. He's the Platinum Gold winner. He's the All-Star. And we got Matt with us here on the line. How are you? It's great to hear from you.
2: Uh, I'm doing good. Um, you know, it's good to be heard from, and I'm glad that uh, you know we're playing some good baseball. We've been having some fun.
0: No doubt about it. I mean, taking three of four, you still got a two-game lead. It seems like everybody's loose, having a good time. Tell us what the clubhouse is like.
2: We seem to always have a really good clubhouse. Um, you know, we got a bunch of guys that have played with each other for a while now, and all the guys that we brought in seem to just jump right on board. But we always keep it loose in this clubhouse. Uh, you know, working hard has never been something that we have to preach here. Everybody on our team has a really good work ethic and works hard. So, when you got a bunch of guys like that that care about winning and care about working hard and getting better, it makes it easy. And that way, we can just, you know, you're not worried about whether somebody's doing their job or not. Everybody's kind of on the same page, and we just, you know, focus on doing our jobs and having fun.
0: You know, Chris Bassett brought that up in the post game show the other day, where he talked about. Hey, on this team, if you're, if you're not pulling on the same rope and you're not working hard, you're not going to last long around here.
2: Right. For sure. And I think it's one of those things that goes without being said, uh, you know, the, the best players on the team work the hardest and, um, you know, that's, there's a lot of really good players on our team and a lot of guys on our team work really hard. And I feel like guys just come in and follow suit and. It's just, uh, been really nice to be part of a team like this. And, you know, that's why good things have been happening because we put the work in,
0: you know, coming back from injury and coming back from surgery, it's not easy. And a lot of people don't understand. Uh, just tell us what this whole process has been like for you. And now you look like yourself again.
2: Definitely. I mean, it's nice to have a few good games in a row. I don't want to, you know, count my eggs before they hatch for sure and, uh, get too comfortable just because I had a few good games I've uh, I gave away enough that bats already this season, but uh, I would say, you know, I had surgery in September and, you know, it was a six-month rehab to where I just got cleared right before spring training started. So, just uh, not a normal off-season for me. Spent every single day in physical therapy. I was going to physical therapy, like, you know, anywhere from five to nine times a week and just trying to do anything that I could uh, to get myself prepared for this season and try to expedite the healing process. Um, Didn't get a lot of time to build any strength. Kind of had to just, um, you know, you you just kind of rehabbing that hip for a while. I never realized how much you use your hip and just kind of trying to get back to even this whole off season. And I wasn't a normal training off season, but, you know, luckily I'm out of pain and I feel pretty good. I just think it's uh, about getting that trust back and just building up strength in that hip. I know the, the first year back, uh, you know the strength is probably one of the last parts to come and that just comes from probably a full off season working out but I'm extremely happy that I'm healthy and I'm extremely happy to you know put that surgery behind me and I know that uh, this season was I knew from the jump this season was going to be a, a challenging one for me personally just trying to get you know back on my feet and you know I hadn't played baseball in a long time even uh, the short season and now coming into this season it's just been a while since i would played baseball and um, you know, I knew there was going to be some bumps along the way, but I'm just glad that uh, I'm able to, you know, feel like myself here and uh, show myself that, you know what, you still got that left in the tank. And now it's about finding a way to just do it consistently. And, you know, my goal at the end of the day is to help this team win. And that's the, mo- that's the most important thing to me. And, you know, I've been trying to help with defense. But now that I can help with the bat, it just makes me feel like, uh, you know, I'm able to contribute to this team because we got, uh, you know, a bright future ahead of us.
0: No doubt, and to see you heat up, you see people around you heat up. You know, there's something about when the leader gets going, everybody gets in line and follow, and your buddy Matt Olsen right now, his last 12 games, he's hitting 432, 10 extra base hits, 15 RBIs. Just talk about what you're seeing with him, because it's like he's been a monster lately.
2: Unbelievable. You know, he's gone through stretches like this before where he's, you know, just – torn the cover off the baseball but it seems like this year he's he's had stretches like that but then he hasn't even cooled off he's just continued to take great at bats use the whole field He's hitting the ball the other way he's driving the ball out of the park to both sides of the field he's Hitting tough pitchers he's getting base hits when he needs to get base hits he's taking his walk so i mean Ole is the complete package of a player i mean he always has been but what he's doing this season has just been special to watch and i think uh it just shows how hard he works. I mean, I, I watch his routine every single day and he's the same guy every day. He gets in the cage, he gets his work done, you know, whether he's feeling good or feeling bad, he's always pushing himself to work, pushing himself to get better. And I think that's something that a lot of guys pick up on in the clubhouse and why he has so much respect because, you know, he's, he's grinding it out, whether it's good or bad and he's, he's putting the work in. So he, he deserves all the success that he's getting. And I'm super excited to see him have this kind of success and, I think it, uh, he's just scratching the surface to what he's actually capable of because, you know, he's, he's an amazing player for sure.
0: Ta- uh, Bob Melvin told us that he got to take a couple shots after the game, and he kind of gave us an idea what you guys got going. So you got a hoop, you got a fog machine, you got disco music. Uh, take us through the star of the game and the guys that are shooting and what goes on.
2: Well, we designate a couple players of the game every single day that uh, we win. We uh, we got a little mini basketball court in our in our clubhouse. We got a pretty big locker room now that we took the Raiders locker room. So we got a we got a basketball hoop in there, and you know can't tell you guys everything, but what I can tell you is uh, is we we got a smoke machine and some lasers, and we may or may not have the Bulls uh, intro song playing. Um, like Michael Jordan came out too, but uh, we yeah. we got a few. We, we got we got in the pressures on when you get on that free throw line, you get a you make a free throw and you're either a, you're either getting it's either a celebration with everybody or you're getting completely booed out, out of the stadium. So it's pressures on.
0: You know, last Halloween, I bought a fog machine. My kids love it when kids coming up, trick or treating the fog machines going. So I can just imagine what it's like inside.
2: Yeah, it looks like there's a fire.
0: <laughs> well i tell you what uh it, it's been a pleasure to to, to watch you get back and, and let's just end on this i know you talked about firing your right hip i mean obviously if you don't have your lower body behind, behind uh below you in any sport you, you're going to struggle now that you're getting it back what did you guys see and what's this adjustment of firing the right hip
2: um, i think it just am- allowed me to be more direct to the baseball and just kind of eliminated eliminated another moving part in the swing um i think my sequencing was a little bit off uh, with my timing and rhythm and i just wasn't firing to the baseball as directly as possible and maybe not with as much force as i'm used to so we're just finding different ways to kind of preset getting into my back hip and you know letting maybe trying to find ways for it to not have to work as hard to get the same results until obviously you know it continues to get stronger
0: Well, whatever you do, keep doing it because it looks great right now. And I'm just, I'm so happy for you to be healthy because you're a lot of fun to watch. And boy, you mean so much to this team. So continue being strong.
2: Thank you. I appreciate it.
0: From an all-star to a guy that could be an all-star. When you look at the season Lou Trevino is having, you can make a case that he could be going to Colorado for the all-star game. The A's closer, here's Lou Trevino. Well, it is always an honor when you can have two PSAC legends on the same interview at the same time. I mean, Lou, this, is, <laughs> this has got to be like one of the highlights
3: of your career. I mean, it definitely is. I don't, there's nothing else that, that quite feels like this right now.
0: Cody, what did you say? He's going up the Slippery Rock uh, all-time legends list right now as we speak?
3: Some would argue that Matt Adams is the most prestigious Slippery Rock alum Lou quietly climbing the board though, based on longevity, you have to put Matt Adams there. But in that series against Colorado, we could have seen a, a showdown. He almost faced me. He was he was pinch hitting. If I didn't get Toppy out, I was facing him. That would have been uh, that would have been quite the showdown. Yeah. That would have been P on P crime, something you don't see very often in Major League Baseball. <laughs> <laughs> P on P sack, not not only that, but slippery rock on slippery rock crime
0: it it reminds me of Caprellian facing Brandon Crawford that was some serious at uh, last yeah. year UCLA crime uh we had a good kick with that <laughs>
3: but you you're off to a really good start how you feeling i'm feeling pretty good uh you know the more i the more i've been throwing the the better i've been getting you know sometimes you get some some rocky outings here and there but for the most part i've been feeling really good and uh you know i i feel like most of our team's firing all cylinders and um you know, it's, 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 it's been fun, uh, fun last, you know, a few months of baseball.
0: The mentality of closing, what's it like going to the ballpark, knowing that there's a good chance you could be getting the final three outs of the game?
3: Uh, I mean, i don't i don't see it as, as any, any different, really, you know, at the end of the day, you got to get strike, You you know, you got to throw strikes and you got to get outs, whether it's the first inning or the ninth inning, obviously sometimes, they're, you know, it's, it's, it's a little it's a little more pressure, I guess. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's still the same exact thing. So, you know, it's all about just getting weak contacts and, and, and weak contact and swing and miss, and that's really all I'm focused on.
0: You know, the thing that we want to see, because the numbers show it out, forget, forget the, the fancy data and analytics. We just know if a starter goes deep into games for the Oakland A's, you're pretty much going to win that game. So tell me, what has it been like watching from the bullpen and watching your starters really starting to get into groove and going longer in games lately?
3: Yeah, I mean, our, our rotation has been fantastic this year. Um, I, I know they, they eat up a lot of innings. It seems like every single day uh, they're going at least six innings, I and mean, we've had two, two complete games so far this year, if I'm not mistaken. Um, you know, it's, it's been fun to watch. I love Frankie. Uh, I thought Frankie threw really well yesterday. You know, electric stuff. It's just two unfortunate uh, gr- ground balls. You know, tough, tough plays. It's just, you know, that's that's baseball sometimes. But I thought he put himself in a great position to win the game and 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 get deep into the game like he did and have real success. So it's it's nice seeing seeing the the, the starters um, really bear down and 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 well, one Mania the other day to throw almost 50 pitches in the first two innings. But then to go six innings after that, like that's, that's huge, huge, huge. So, um, you know, it, it, definitely, it definitely gives our team confidence. It definitely gives the hitters confidence, you know, our bullpen confidence. But, you know, it's, it's, it's fun to watch.
0: So you are a starter. What is that like when you go out, you have a good outing, but a couple things don't go your way. You end up losing the game, and then you've got to sit on that for five days. What is that like?
3: Well, I mean, it's not it's not easy, but at the end of the day, you know, you can't control anything up up until you release up until after you release the ball. You know, you you can't control it. All you can do is put yourself in a position to succeed. And like I said with Frankie, he threw the ball really well yesterday. I thought his stuff was was all electric. He was able to, to mix speeds very well. And, you know, it just, he, he put the ball in a good spot and they, and he got the ground balls he, he was looking for, but, you know, some of those ground balls found daylight. It was a tough play at third. Like that's, you know, it's tough. And then, and then you got a slow ground ball up, up the middle. Like he got his ground ball. He got his weak contact. It just didn't work out for him. So, I mean, for me, I know I'm, I'm a reliever now, but as a starter, you still got to, you still got to be not, you still got to be proud of how you threw. It's just unfortunate that it didn't, work out the way you you want it to, to work out so I, I know I know for me that's how I lo- looked at it you know I, I'd rather I'd rather have that than just be just destroyed and sprayed all over the yard and and you, you're you know you're, you're missing mill you're walking people you know uh, nine times out of ten he's gonna have a he, he's, he's gonna get the d- w so it's just kind of it happened to where he he didn't get it and then, you know but, but like I said I thought he threw really well and you just got to live on, on, on the positives and not dwell on the negatives.
0: You know, the last time we were able to travel with you guys, 2019, I remember a couple times when I came down to right right behind the dugout. And, you know, I was going to interview somebody for the postgame show with the A's winning. And there was a couple times during this road trip, you, you came out of the game, and I think it was Detroit, where there's a there's a workout room right next to the dugout and you were so frustrated with your release point and I didn't say anything in the postgame show about it. I mean that's I you know I was down there to do an interview and I don't want the fans to know but there was some frustration with your mechanics in 2019 that I don't think you, you had in twenty twenty and obviously you don't have it this year. How did you work through twenty nineteen to get where you are?
3: Uh, There's a more of a mentality change, you know, your mechanics, unless, you know, unless everything clicks, like in 2018, everything was just click clicking, everything worked, you know, it was, I had all my pitches and it was, and, and pitching at that time was easy. And then in 19 pitching was the furthest thing from easy. And instead of just accepting who I was that day, I was trying to fix things on the mound. I was trying to, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't, like I wasn't p- pitching, you know, you know what I'm saying? I was, I was trying to be mechanical out on the mound. And, and as I've, as I've gotten older, as I've gained more, more experience, you kind of realize, Hey, whatever you have, you have, and you, you gotta, you gotta like fans don't care if Lou Trevino isn't feeling like his, his mechanics are good th- that day. You know, my teammates don't care. Like they, they want me to to succeed. Like I have a job to, to do. So it was one of those things where it was kind of a uh, mind shift to where, Instead of instead of focusing on hey I'm not feeling good I got to try and fix things like who cares you know I, I am who I am that specific day and and I have to do a job so it was one of those things where it was it was a good it was a good mentality shift and in doing that you know as you throw my, my mechanics have gotten better I've been feeling better and better so it's just one of those things I think it was more of a mentality shift in 2019 uh, uh, than than you know just focusing on, oh, my, my release point sucks, so I'm probably not, not going to do well. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, well, I mean, we see it in all sports. I mean, if you're like a shooter in basketball and you're launching a three and you're worried about your mechanics as you're shooting it, uh, that's going to be a brick. I mean, as a quarterback, you know, if, you, if, you, if you're gripping, you know, your reads and how you're going to throw, I think a golf's a great example, too. If you're up yeah. on the tee and you're thinking about your mechanics and not thinking about where you're going to hit the ball, you're not going to be successful.
3: Exactly. So it was just for me, it was, just, it was a good mentality shift and it's something that I had to go through. Obviously, I didn't want to go through that. You know, 2019 was a tough year, but it, it, it made me better in, in the long run. So, you know, for, for that, I'm thankful.
0: You know, you got a core that's been down there for a while now. And I, I know Yasmero Petit is somebody that means a lot to you guys. Uh, his wisdom on the field his wisdom off the field. He's been around the game for so long and been such a great pro. Just talk about what he means to your bullpen. And he's not out there throwing 98 miles an hour.
3: (laughs) Petit is the absolute man. That, that dude's a, that dude's a machine. You know, he, he throws, he, he throws all the time and he gets you, he gets you the results that you're looking for. I mean, he's a magician. He'll go out there, bases loaded, no outs and, and, and get out of it, you know, and, and and he and he does it throwing 86 to 88, t- touching 90 at times. But like he he commands the zone. He has great deception. You know the if if you watch him, if you watch him closely and how he throws throws the ball, everything is 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 a fastball out of hand. And they all, everything just kind of just moves just ever so slightly off the barrel. Uh, he he doesn't throw predictable. He doesn't throw fastballs in predictable fastball counts. He's always switching it up. And, and like you said, he's, he's, he's a, he's an awesome teammate to be around. I mean, he's, he's one of the longest, I think I played with him for four years now in my, my whole entire career. And, and he's, he's a great guy to, to, to pick his brain because, uh, you know, he, he, he reads hitters really well. He's a, he's a pro. He doesn't complain. Uh, I mean, you, you want to talk about a, a guy to model your, your career after like that's, that's a guy to look at. And so, and for, for me to have him as, as a teammate the last, the last four years or, or my whole entire major league career has been a, a blessing beyond words. And, you know, he, he is the absolute man.
0: We can't forget about Bob Melvin. We know what he means to all of you guys as men. And you guys really appreciated him getting that record and celebrating him tying the record, then getting the record. What does Bob Melvin mean to you?
3: He's awesome. I, I, I really enjoy I really enjoy Boma a lot. He's, he, he cares. Um, He's, he's a great coach. He le- lets you be you, you know, he's not, he, he lets you have fun. I mean, if, if you were to come pregame, you know, we got, we got a half game go- going out in the outfield for about 30 minutes. Like what other team does that? You know, he's, he's just, he's, he's a good, he's a great players coach. He's a great, great person. You know, he has your back. Uh, it's, and, and again, going back to you know Petit, I've had my whole entire career, and then Bob Melvin, I've had my whole whole entire career, and uh, and and you can't I I can't be more happy and thankful to have those those two uh, around me.
0: Yeah, I wonder if the 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 old school Hall of Fame coaches like Dick Williams and Tony La Russa would have been cool with you guys playing hacky sack down the left field line. <laughs>
3: Uh, I don't I don't know about that, but I'm thankful I'm thankful. Ballmail does because we have a blast we have a a blast before we start throwing, so it's 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 fun to go to the ballpark every day, and that's and that's the culture he creates, and there's a reason why he's he's the winning most coach in in, in Ace history. You know, he's just he's, he's 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 great. He's he's awesome.
0: Yeah, we we had Bassett on, and Bassett was talking about how you know guys leave the A's and they go to other teams, and they go it's just miserable here. It's no fun to where. Over the years you guys are playing flip, you're playing hacky sack, you got a soccer, soccer. ball out there, you got a
3: football. <laughs> yeah. I mean,
0: you guys are having a blast.
3: Yeah, I mean again, like I I don't want to, you know, beat a dead horse, but like that's that's I think that's the reason why why we win. We play loose, you know, we we enjoy being around each other. You know, it's not it's not a it's not boot camp. You're not you're not stuck there and just sorry, right, think about baseball and the only thing about baseball no fun, no fun until morality improves. Like, you know, it's just it's 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 fun going to the golf uh, sorry golf course geez. it's fun going to the baseball the baseball field every, every single day you know so uh, it's just like i said it's a te- testament to how how great of a coach uh, bell is
0: let's end on this everybody now is talking about walk-up songs and for you guys it's i don't even know what you call it because you're not walking up to hit but you go with a british rock band have you ever thought about going with something crazy like a, a Madonna or a careless whisper or something that make the crowd just kind of laugh. Cause you've got some wild ones coming out of the bullpen right now.
3: Yeah, we have, we have a lot of, we have a lot of different ones, but no, I'm, I, I mean, no, I'm not, I'm not a Madonna guy. Like I, I would much rather like how I view, how I view walk up songs or walk out songs, whatever you want to call it. Like I'm like something that the fans would maybe enjoy, but that's a me thing. You know, I'm trying to get fired up. I'm trying to, Trying to straight guys out i'm trying to you know pump pump lead so i don't know, i i, I want to i'm trying to just get fired up so you know i know i know you got you got a canna with his song like that 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 doesn't fire me up necessarily but hey whatever whatever works for you whatever is is whatever works for you so you know
0: it might be the line of the year I'm not a Madonna guy. I love it. Hey, Lou, (laughs) we're always rooting for you. You're a friend of the program. Can't wait to see you when we get down on the field, as we're now starting to be allowed to uh, come down. But congratulations on the great start. Keep it up and be well. All
3: right, thank you. Thanks for having me on.
0: And how big has Tony Kemp been for the Oakland Athletics? The first time he ever had to come to camp and not win a job. And now he's playing every single day. And boy, does Bob Melvin need him. Here's Tony Kemp. Well, you've been on absolute fire lately. How is life treating you?
4: Hey, you know, um, just taking one pitch at a time and, um, you know, just trying to be a fair for my team and any way I can get on base and provide some support um, uh, at any point, you know, just trying to get on base and, you know, do a job. And that's pretty much been it. Just keeping things simple.
0: Yeah, it's interesting in a athlete's life when everything starts to click at the same time. It's got to be just a blast going to the yard every day.
4: Yeah, I mean, I think no matter what, um, you know, you got to have a joy coming to the yard, no matter if you're doing good or if you're doing bad. Um, you know, there's always things to work on. There's always things to improve on. So, you know, in this game, you can never be satisfied. Um, you know, this game always finds ways to – challenge you uh you know once you think you have it figured out you don't and you just have to continue to stay humble and stay within your approach and just um you know enjoy the game every day and you know be blessed that you know god gave you ability to play the game at a high level like this and just enjoy it
0: well, and, and your flexibility and versatility is huge for Bob Melvin. Take us through the communication he has with you whether, you know, one day it's going to be second base, one day it's going to be left field. How does that work with Bob?
4: Yeah, well, I think what um, you know, Bob really helped me out with was, you know, he pulled me in his office a couple weeks ago, I think it was maybe a month ago and you know, he just said, "Hey, your playing time's going to increase a lot and um, you know, I, he he said that you know, uh, you know, a couple guys were, uh, you know, dealing with some things and then I was going to get some more playing time. I said, cool, just let me know. And, you know, I'll do the best of my ability, obviously. And I think it's just a communication factor of, you know, why he's such a good manager. Obviously, he's been with the A's for a long time, winning his manager. And you know, that's for a reason, because uh, the communication he has with the players is is so good.
0: So Mark Canna is going to go on the I.L., the 10-day I.L. So you think you're going to get a lot of starts out in the left?
4: Uh, honestly, I'm not sure. Uh, you know, just come to the field, check the lineup, see if I'm in there. It, you know, if I'm, if I'm in there, you, you have your routine. And if you're not, you have your routine. So um, don't really know. Just, uh, you know, show up to the ballpark with a positive attitude every day and just try to, you know, play the game to the best of my ability and uh, leave it all out there on the field.
0: How many gloves do you have?
4: Uh, I got about, I got about four.
0: Cause that's the thing. I mean, you got to have an infield glove and the infield gloves can be <laughs> different from if let's say they're going to put you at shortstop or you're going to play third, <laughs> first and second. And then you got your outfield gloves. So I'm always interested like yourself and Chad Pender, like how many gloves do you got that you bring to the yard that, cause you know, on any given day you could be using a couple of them.
4: Yeah. you know, I think it's, you know, I actually rode to the field with Pinder today. Um, you know, we've obviously had similar roles and um, you know, bouncing ideas back and forth off each other, and you know, we've we've gotten close over the past two years. And uh, yeah, I know that for sure. He has a couple, but um, I'm definitely I'm definitely bringing two to the two to the game every day.
0: And you know, speaking with uh, Mark Canna going to be out, you're going to be leading off. Some guys like it, some guys don't. How do you feel about the leadoff spot in the lineup?
4: Oh, I love it. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's always what I've been accustomed to, Uh, you know, in high school and then going to college, being a leadoff guy and then going to pro ball, always being leadoff. And then, um, you know, obviously you get to the big league level and, you know, everyone's elite. So, um, you know, I obviously got used to the eight, nine hole, you know, bottom of the lineup. But, you know, being able to be inserted at the top, get every day at bats, be able to get comfortable within within my my own self and my approach is, uh it's nice. You know, once you can get those every day at-bats, you kind of get in the rhythm, you kind of get in the routine. And um, I think that's what has been the best part of, uh, about what's going on, um, you know, for my career as of late, is just being able to get every day at-bats and see pitchers every day and, um, you know, understand starting points and soft spots in, in pitchers and being able to see release points every day. it's It's definitely nice, I'll say.
0: Well, and I'll tell you what. You're gonna get more at bats than anybody else when you're when you're the leadoff guy, so that's got to be a great thing too.
4: Yeah, me and my me and Ken always say, you know, when you're at the top of the lineup, you know, you're you're at least trying to work a one walk in there each game, just because you know you're gonna be rotated through. Um, you know, there's not much of a break; you're pretty much uh, getting at bats. You know, every two to three innings, which which I love because uh, you know that volume's nice and to be able to do that and trust my hitting coaches with all the things that they've been giving me over the past 2 years have been great.
0: Uh, speaking of your alma mater, they're still in it at the college world series they're playing <laughs> as we speak. When we when we air this interview, the game will probably be over, but how about Vandy up 3-1 right now on the top of the 6 over NC State.
4: Yeah, I need uh I need the boys to pull it off. They've been they've been grinding. Me and Jed had a had a friendly uh, a wager over a bottle of wine uh, for the vandy stanford game so happy that they could pull that one off uh hopefully they can continue to uh continue that hot streak and they're gonna have to beat nc state twice to make it to the to the finals so hopefully they can pull it off
0: yeah that had to be a rough one for jed losing on a <laughs> losing that nice <laughs> bottle of wine on a wild pitch that can't be easy. Uh,
4: yeah i just i feel for those uh feel for those guys you know some of those guys out their last last game of uh, ever playing baseball and it's we lost on a wild pitch so uh man that's just unfortunate for them
0: what is it like playing there as they call it the factory what makes vandy so <laughs> special
4: um you know I, I i think that you have to start with tim corbin um he's a guy that has created a culture created a bond you know just got his 800th career win at at vanderbilt as a head coach it was an unreal accomplishment and uh, it's just a brotherhood. It's just, uh, you know, if you're on the outside of it, there's definitely around the big leagues, there's, uh, you know, people who always say, you know, the Vandy guys are just different. And, you uh, know, being able to do the things that we do uh, starts with Tim Corbin. He just creates such a culture that is, um, you know, willing and understanding and you're always getting better each day. And, uh, you know, to be able to have a alumni locker so alumni can come back and, uh, be a part of, uh, you know, the the alumni room. It, it's awesome. You know, we go back, and obviously last year with COVID we couldn't go, but uh, the alumni locker room is big. You know, we have guys from all over come come back, and uh, you know, it's special. Uh, that's how guys get better. Uh, you know, it's it's an environment that guys are always working to get to the to the next level, or guys that are at the top level are giving advice to guys who are trying to get to that level. So it's just a constant. It's just a constant. Um, back and forth between guys who have played at the highest level in college versus the big leagues, and, uh, you know, it makes for a good environment.
0: Well, and you got two kids in Al Leiter's son and the other big right-hander. I mean, these two guys look like they could step in and they could be in the big leagues right now.
4: Yeah, I mean, you know, you see the Leiter kid. He's definitely polished. Uh, Pop's definitely got him, got him right with his mechanics, so he's definitely a polished pitcher. Uh, you know, they're, those, those Kumar and, and Leiter are going to be two guys that are going to be, you know, if they're not in the big leagues in the next couple of years, you know, they're going to be there fast. They're going to be on the fast track as long as they stay healthy and continue to, to continue to get better. I mean, those guys are going to be special. And, uh, you know, and then it, and then it then, you know, pitchers from high school see those two guys and they want to pitch at Vanderbilt because they can see that they can be first rounders, too. So that's how the uh, cycle continues to grow and grow. And I guess that's how the, the nickname, the factory kind of got started.
0: You know, you think about all these guys, especially these young guys who are all hitting triple digits, just during your career, the velocity uptick, just how much does it change a- 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 as you start to get older as a player?
4: Yeah. I think once you start seeing, you know, velocity at the SEC level, when, you know, it's, you start to see your 93s to 95, sometimes sixes. And, uh, then once you get the double A, I feel like, you know, you see more prospect arms guys who are throwing 95 plus and uh I, I would say they do know where it's going. They have more of an idea. You know, obviously once you get to the big leagues, you know, those guys are putting it where they want to, but um, you know, once you get kind of accustomed to that, that below and that understanding of, of pitches, you kind of, um, you know, set your eyes, set your sights on, you know, your rhythm and your timing and, uh you know just it it becomes like riding a bike you know just being able to get your rhythm and your timing and uh just timing up pitchers
0: yeah speaking of pitchers uh in the clubhouse what's the conversation been like where these pitchers are getting checked every single game now
4: yeah i think it's one of those things where you know the pitchers i kind of felt like they knew it was coming and uh you know they had an understanding of what was going on they were having they were having meetings with the relievers and the starters of, you know, what was going on, what was going to be cracked down. And, you know, for the position player side, it's kind of it's kind of not really around us because, you know, we don't really concern ourselves with sticky and what's going on. You know, we're just up there to hit the baseball. So, um, yeah, our pitchers have been very aware of it and uh, on top of it.
0: You know, maybe Spider Tack took it to a, a, a new level. But as a hitter, yeah. with these guys throwing as hard as they do, don't you want them to have control? I mean, you're up there and a the guy's bringing a hundred. Don't you want him to know exactly where it's
4: going? Yeah, I don't mind, you know, obviously if, if a pitcher has a little something like, uh, you know, sunscreen rods and whatever it is to get some to get some of that grip on the baseball, but uh, you know, I do agree. I think that, um, you know, with the whole spider tag thing, it was getting out, of, it, was, it was getting a little out of hand.
0: And let's end on this the other day against Texas, you take third because they're in the shift, and the catcher, Tavino, throws it into left field and you score. It was a brilliant play. How often do you really want to do that, uh, when you're running against the shift where guys are just out of position?
4: Yeah, I think it was a. Uh... I think for me, um, you know, when we did our scouting report, um, we knew that, you know, Martin's looks haven't really been varied this much this year and he hadn't really been checking runners at second base and I saw that uh Holt was pretty close to me in the shift and you know, at that point when he came set and looked home I kinda had a feeling that he wasn't gonna check me again and you know, at that point it's pretty much a foot race to third base and you know, I knew that. I knew that at that point in the game, we were down by five or six runs. But you know, you never know what something like that can start a rally or get going. So, um, just try to bring a little spark to the team.
0: And the tough thing for the catcher is he's got to play like quarterback because he's throwing it at a moving target. He's got you <laughs> yeah. and Holt both into third base.
4: Yeah. So, um, you know, my brother was a catcher, and so he knows how difficult that play is. And we've 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 talked about it a couple times and stuff. So. Um, You know, if you're going to go and steal in that situation, uh, you got to at least be 95% sure you're going to be safe because, you know, it's not a good look if you're stealing third, getting thrown out right there down by five or six. So I was pretty confident. I was pretty confident when I was uh, taking third.
0: Well, hey, we always enjoy the conversation and we truly appreciate your time. And uh, it looks like we're finally going to be able to get our show back on the field on July 2nd. So we'll finally be able to see you for the first time in a long time.
4: Hey, sounds good. I appreciate you guys having me.
0: And good luck to Vandy the rest of the way. Anchor down. Well, we want to thank Matt Chapman, Lou Trevino, and Tony Kemp. Thank you for listening to another edition of A's Unfiltered. Now back to A's Cast, powered by iHeartRadio.
1: This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics. Okay, picture this.